Scott, how's your summer? You know, it's uh, it's almost over, which I'm pretty happy about. Um, it's been fine, but you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for like uh, you know a nice hoodie, and uh, I guess uh, that's it. That's really what I'm looking forward to. I'm I am dying for hoodie, hoodie. for hoodie weather. I just I'm I'm very much ready for that. If you wake up at five in the morning, that's hoodie weather, weather baby. <laughs> it's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, that's always an option. Friends, I got to tell you, I uh, when I dug up the butt redux video, I <laughs> thought I was painting you, but um, I cannot get the butthole song out of my head. <laughs> and it's affecting my personal life and my professional life. And ironically, I don't know how to get it out. I... <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Actually. Is so I've not had a chance to fart, let alone watch rewatch this. <laughs> They're the same thing. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Um, in this version of "I Love You But Redux Christmas," whatever year that was, is is the song "Slap That Ass Motherfucker"? Oh, it's in there. Okay, I, I remember. Right. I remember that being in That's, there. It's one of them. Yes. Okay. Do you recall the, the band or organization that put that we we basically used their entire soundtrack? I I remember that, the album cover, but I don't yeah, I can never remember the name of the band for some reason. God. It's like porno something. Yeah. The uh, the porn slappers. The porn. Yeah. I was I was gonna say the new pornographers, but that's no, no. that's a different thing. That's a different band altogether. Yeah. Those are rights we cannot afford. I, I guess I can you know what I what I could do what a slap what a dumb person would do is I'm just gonna Google slap that ass motherfucker motherfucker and uh, slap that ass uh, Pornland the oh, band's porn called land. the band's called Pornland Pornland right. yes how could we possibly get that mixed up <laughs> There's it's so look behind the scenes a little bit look behind the curtains this is actually the first episode we're recording for this season even though it will be the technically be the third that we're releasing but it's the first that we're recording so Uh, (laughs) i I look forward to having my voice back in our first episode and then getting to episode three be like (laughs) yeah jack jack jack's been jack Jack had a rough time with the love guru there (laughs) yeah well that's that's uh but we'll (laughs) We're going to have some some running themes throughout this season. And unfortunately, or fortunately, porn is one of them. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's get, buckle up and get ready for that, kids. Uh, and you've already done Caligula. So, yeah, wow. I yeah. Know. You'd think that would have been, you'd think that would have been this season. That but... was us dipping our toe in the old cumble. Yeah, it was just, oh. God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Welcome to I mean, the You got to wait in first. <laughs> well, oh. Welcome to Derazzle, the podcast where we take award-winning worst films and attempt to fix them, except in second unit episodes. Uh, as such, I'm your second unit host, Joe Nealis. With me, as always, is also host Jack Culbertson mm. and special guest, our director of photography, Scott McGrath. Well, thank you, Mr. Rogan, for having me on the show. I'm a big fan. All right, I quit already. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to record for six hours today, Joe. I, didn't, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't know why and you have he to does. tweet for the six hours after that, yeah. too. Oh, no. I can't, I can't 
I can't deal with that many peripheral incels. I just... <laughs> uh what are we doing um <laughs> great question uh <laughs> we didn't have a I didn't have like a real planned intro for the cold open so right. now i've like almost completely forgotten what the hell we're actually talking about uh, i was trying to get a guess away from joe rogan that's <laughs> good uh so we are here uh to play a little bit of catch up with the news in a way uh we are going to uh, well eventually we're going to be sharing some of our own news and brainstorming some mm -hmm. of our own news as we continue our planning and brainstorming for the uh Willem Dafoe Bad Art Short Film Festival uh but before that we need to check in with the SAG AFTRA and WGA strikes that are still in progress uh Jack Scott how how closely have you been following uh strike news acronyms are hard Acronyms are hard. That's fair. Acronyms are hard. There are a lot of them. There are um, people are mad. I mean, this whole thing is 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 so wide. So before we get into like to the film specific unions, I would like to talk about. Have you heard about the the janitors going on strike across the nation? I've heard nice. a little bit about this, but I, I haven't seen any. I haven't actually read any details. Like, please, yeah. enlighten me. Apparently, they're demanding sweeping reforms. God, fuck damn it. God damn it. I'm so, I walked right into it. I'm really excited yeah. for a second. I just... You've been waiting for, you've been waiting for weeks mm. to do that, haven't you? <laughs> uh, listen, work wasn't super busy today, and um, <laughs> I couldn't actually contribute to this podcast, so... We you, do what we must. You know, there's a, a supervisor at work that always hits us with puns like that. I'm going to drop that on him before he has a chance tomorrow. Just get it before he gets yep, you. I'm yeah. going to nip it in the bud right there. <laughs> Preempt to strike that ass. <laughs> there are so many industries on strike right now, though. That, that legitimately it, felt feasible. <laughs> no, legitimately. I believed it. Very well yeah. could be true. <laughs> By tomorrow, when you deliver that joke. There'll be, a, will, there'll, yeah. there'll be a custodial strike suddenly. They'll be like, yeah, Joe, it's... Not funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, sweeping reforms. Yes, all, a lot of them. Like, it's, hopefully that's there's right across their website. Yeah, no, just, I'm pretty sure I'd get fired for even mentioning union in the building. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, so it's been a while since these strikes have started. Uh, the the Writers Guild's been on strike as of this recording, 135 days. <laughs> Nice. Which is way longer than the last one, which capped out at 100 days even. Uh, and SAG-AFTRA has been at it for 62 days at this point. So we've, we're, we're just over two months of double strike. Do you know what the record is? It's like 154 for the writers, I think. Okay. So uh, depending yeah. on whether or not things are resolved by the time this episode comes out, they might they might be there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Ooh. Yeah, good point. Uh Unrelated question, guillotine or guillotine? I've always said guillotine. I'm guillotine, yeah. I said guillotine, but I do like the sound of guillotine. No I, reason I'm bringing that up. Just curious. You know, it's, I mean, sometimes you have a word question and you just really mm -hmm. want to you, you just I want to be answer. nice and sharp when I have to say guillotine. Uh, yeah. As in, bring in the guillotine. <laughs> Or... I like to sound bougie when I'm cutting off the bougie heads. <laughs> yeah. It's only fair, right? <laughs> yeah, one in Rome. <laughs> the last time we had talked about this was so long ago that I forget what we actually said at this point. So I'm going to update you guys a little bit on 
where the WGA is first, and then we'll get to SAG in a little bit. Uh, spoilers: There's not a whole lot to talk about with SAG in terms of the negotiations okay. just yet, but we'll, we'll we'll get to what little there is there. Uh, so the Writers Guild has met with the uh, Alliance of Motion Picture and uh, Television Producers, or the AMPTP, uh, including a handful of the big CEOs, uh, if I'm not mistaken, at the very least, Ted Sarandos from Netflix and David Zaslav from Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, we're at the at these meetings. The grimace that crossed Jack's face just now <laughs> at the hearing Zaslav's name is very his, appropriate. His name gives me stank face. Honestly, oh, your gr- your grimace froze on my screen, and that's all I needed. <laughs> that's <laughs> just complete frowny cat face. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Grumpy cat. That's yeah. That's <laughs> So, uh, so the AMPTP did finally come back with a counter offer to the uh, to the WGA's demands, uh, and it's li- literally the only proposal they've brought forth since this whole thing has started. It was not good enough. We'll get into some of the details of that of why it wasn't good enough in just a second. Um, that was on. August 11th, they finally introduced that. August 15th, the WGA came back with a counterproposal to that, which the AMPTP has completely ignored, instead opting on August 22nd to publicly release the details of their proposal uh, via a variety of media outlets to uh, try and make it seem like the writers are unreasonable for taking this. But the writers had a thing or two to say about that. Uh, So some of the highlights from that offer, uh, teams of two writers would qualify for pension and health care contributions as individuals, but teams of three or more would not. They're willing to allow some minimum terms for streaming video on demand writers, but pretty much only for those working in comedy variety. Like if you're Hmm. working on something that's not that, I guess, fuck you. Uh, They were willing to open up a second step of advancement for the first writer credited on an original screenplay but pretty much nobody else the fuck yeah it's a weird it's a weird one right yeah uh they dismissed the idea of weekly pay which as a working human feels like a completely insane thing right uh at the very least bi-weekly like come on guys uh, they are open to some minimum staff levels and job duration for TV writers, but with so many caveats, the specifics of which were unspecified, uh, that the WGA describes the provision as toothless. There has been movement on the issue of AI. Uh, apparently, the AMPTP is uh, is willing to listen to uh, the writers' thoughts about AI and, gener- and generative works, but... Hmm. But they're completely unwilling to regulate the use of WGA members' work to train AIs in terms of their capability to generate new content. Mm. And last but not least, uh, they are willing to allow six, count them, six WGA staff to view very limited streaming viewership data over the next three years in order to facilitate an informed viewership-based residual proposal in the next contract negotiation. Oh, I don't like that at all. It is uh, it's just kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit right, on a thing yeah. people have been crying out about for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> like it's we'll let you see the data now for next time. We'll let a few of you see the right. data now, Somewhere. and then y'all can play a game of telephone about that, what it actually says. The car that we've brought you in all together in a single car will suddenly blow up. Do what has the brake line been cut? Right, has the brake yeah. line not been cut? I Listen, don't know. We were going to show them. We didn't say how long they'd live with the information. 
so yeah, so that's that's what we're working with here uh, in terms of uh, what the writers are being offered by the studios and streamers. Naturally, they turned this down because it's just entirely, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> entirely too many cut corners and shortfalls of expectations. And you know what? That um, the fact that the writers turned that down, it really um. It really hurt Bob Iger's fifis. Oh, did it? It made him real sad. He Aww. said he felt personally Hold insulted. You get my lotion. Just <laughs> go on. <laughs> go on, Jack. You've already. You've already. <laughs> God, he's got the bowl out. Okay, well, it's too late now. <laughs> oh, no. um, got to freshen up. So I, I would. Like, I would like to take this opportunity to remind everyone that Bob Iger is a remnant of the absolute worst period of Michael Eisner's tenure as Disney's chairman and CEO, after, uh, which was after the death of Frank Wells and the messy, messy departure of Jeffrey Katzenberg, which was marred by poor decision-making, massive creative missteps, and grossly extravagant executive pay and bonuses. And while there have been a number of critical and financial successes fr uh, from Disney during this time, a sizable portion of that stems from Iger's acquisition of major studios, Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, 20th Century Fox, probably your mom's old home movies, uh, that have turned Disney into a largely sequel and spin-off focused content mill, possibly verging on a monopoly, uh, resulting in, a, in crunch conditions for animators and visual effects artists and obscene profits for Iger himself, especially in his second run, taking over for Bob Chapek. So take that all with a grain of salt. Yeah. And, and uh, in short, fuck Bob Iger and his fucking feelings. I hope his yacht has a run-in with some orcas. <laughs> Yas queen. <laughs> Actually, it's it's interesting that uh, uh, that now one of the upshots of all of these labor movements is that now visual effects artists with Marvel and Disney uh -huh. are trying right, to yeah. unionize through IATSE. It's and in fact, cool. just earlier this week, Marvel's VFX artist voted unanimously to unionize. So. I I'm not surprised. I'm, no, poor guys. Good lord, the shit they put them through. Like, oh yeah. Imagine the comforts of having a job where you work at a desk all day, and now imagine it just being the worst possible thing you can do at a desk all day. And like, if you were uh, a no-range chicken, but at a computer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good just lord. trying to imagine. Good it. on them. I'm trying to imagine a, a, a chicken chained to a desk being yelled at to finish editing particular scenes from uh, Thor Just Love and Thunder. Pecking keyframes furiously. <laughs> <laughs> and what's really, it must be really frustrating to hear the early feedback on the v, uh, the video effects. Yeah. Because it's always, it's not done. And sometimes it was super rushed. And then who gets blamed? The video uh, effects department the effects department always yeah. gets blamed yeah i mean it just it, it reeks of the after effects of cats <laughs> just i yes. keep i just keep thinking about james Corden <laughs> and rebel wilson and their shitty oscar attire not jeffrey katzenberg i <laughs> cats wait what did they what did they wear to the oscar huh? oh after cats came out Je uh, james oh, Corden yeah. and uh rebel wilson presented the oscar for best visual effects and they wore just like that's really good. really shitty cat suits and made jokes specifically at Jeez. the yes, visual effects gross. artist's expense yeah uh see our uh two-part cats episode yeah i think we talk a good bit about that in the cats yeah. episode uh yeah they, that, that was, was fuck them fuck them yeah just absolutely fucking tasteless uh anyway beautifully on brand for them honestly yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, scott dear friend and uh and iatsi member uh what are what are your thoughts on the state of things uh as they currently stand on the on the the writer's strike in particular 
Yeah, so as an IATSE member, and I, I do have some bad news to share on that front, is I got I, I, I ran to be the vice president of our local chapter oh, here at IATSE. But I didn't get elected. Um, you know what they say. You union some, you lose some. That was bad even for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Limbo in my own bar. <laughs> you union some, you lose some, Jack. Mm-hmm. I'll be back in Act 3. <laughs> <sighs> no, the... The actual news about my IATSE status is that uh, I was an electric, but I got fired from it, and uh, all of my coworkers were shocked. <laughs> all right, can we focus here, I'm friends? I'm trying. <laughs> I was not ready for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the sick out of you, Jack. The amoxicillin does not make me immune to this. No, if anything, uh, you're taking more damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Shell shock. Um, so, yeah, I mean, across the board, uh, people are pretty, you know, depressed. Um, yeah, understandable. It's it's hard to feel pretty good about the future. Um, obviously, it it impacts all of us, even though, you know, it is a WGA and a SAG on strike. Um, obviously, many productions are shut down. And um, while... In the Northwest, we don't have a ton of union features and shows these days. Um, it does have this, you know, greater effect on on the industry where people that you know are used to working three months at a time on union shows are now trying to make ends meet in other ways. So they're on commercials and shorter term stuff that they wouldn't usually even be looking for. Um, so yeah, across the board, everyone in the industry has has really been feeling it this year. Everyone I've talked to has just kind of been, um, yeah, been trying to make it through and rethinking things. And, you know, with the way the negotiations are going, I don't think anyone is uh, realistically expecting that the windfall is coming. It's right around the corner and we'll be, we'll be back up to speed in no time and things will be great. So I would say, um, for the most part, people are, are hanging in there and showing solidarity whether you're a writer, whether you're an actor, whether you're a crew below the line in any capacity, um, you know, people are, are showing solidarity and showing up and trying to support each other in, in every way that they can while uh, also hoping that things come to fruition sooner than later because, uh, yeah, it's rough out there. Yeah. No, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh uh, I, I mean, I, I'm, I know uh, we're hoping for everyone's sake that things do uh, do reach a, 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 a fair and equitable conclusion sooner rather than later. But, uh, you know, until then, you know, we'll keep on watching. Uh, in fact, even beyond the update that I gave above, there was another update from the WGA on uh, September 8th, uh, just mm. uh, not quite a week ago as of this recording. Uh the WGA reinforced a point that I've seen brought up several times on Twitter. No, I will not call it X. That name is stupid. It's Twitter. Uh, the AMPTP is not a truly united front. Now, studios and streamers, you may imagine, have essentially different business models that are frequently at odds with each other. Notably, streamers don't give any kind of a shit about films being theatrically successful and are 
weirdly secretive about their show's viewership numbers, mm-hmm. uh, which we've seen that borne out repeatedly with films like Glass Onion that would have likely made a killing in theaters, yeah. uh, only screened for like a week, if that. Uh, and we've been hearing a lot of uh, talk lately from uh, the stars of mega popular streaming series like Suits, Gilmore Girls, and Breaking Bad, uh, claiming that they've received absolutely nothing or virtually nothing in the terms of um, in terms of residuals from these streamers for all that uh, all that additional viewership uh, and studios. uh, notably who have been attempting to start streaming platforms have experienced giant revenue issues because they're no longer able to make money by leasing out the streaming rights for all of their IP, which is previously how streaming had been profitable for them uh, before everyone decided they needed to have their own Netflix. So. Right. uh, Supposedly in private discussions, there have been representatives from all of, from pretty much all of the studios and streamers intimating a willingness to work with the writers on various aspects of their demands. Uh, meaning that the way out of this strike might actually not be a blanket deal with the AMPTP, but individual deals with the specific studios and streamers, because there's not actually a requirement to make a deal through the AMPTP. Right, and there's already been a couple studios that have signed deals so that they can go back to work. Right? Yeah, yeah. Though there have been several uh, small studios like A twenty four and some smaller productions. Small. Yeah. Well, if you yeah, if you think of A twenty four, I mean A twenty four small compared to like Universal, right? Sure. Yes. You know, and everybody's small compared to Disney. Right. And, uh, <laughs> right. But but if you look at like even smaller than that, like like when you like when you start when you start producing a film, it essentially becomes its own small company, right? Yeah. So like those yeah. productions, like. A ton of those productions have signed interim agreements with the, with SAG in particular, um, in order to continue their production or continue their uh, or continue uh, like the promotion of those films. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it's pretty great. Which uh, I, I wanted to touch on that a little bit later because we still have ah, a little gotcha. bit more with uh, with the WGA to talk about here. Um, and uh, one of the most important things with uh, with all of this I've found is. Uh, Keeping is is a uh, keeping in mind that you really can only take the words that are coming from the WGA themselves at face value, because a lot of the a lot of the platforms that are out there, like the Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Deadline, uh, they will take details of what's being done in the negotiations and try to twist them, uh, because they are they all have ties to the studios. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, for example, uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, the WGA is going to be meeting with several showrunners tomorrow, the day after this recording, September mm-hmm. 15th. Uh, and a lot of these publications are trying to present it in a way that suggests that that's, that is a sign of cracks forming in the WGA's solidarity. Uh, but according to the WGA, it's a meeting to serve as a status update for showrunners and to figure out other ways they could be helping to support the, the negotiation efforts. Because naturally, these showrunners want to get back to work. They want their writers yeah. uh, back in the writers' room so these shows can continue to uh, to grow and develop. And we've uh, you know, notably we've been seeing showrunners on the picket lines since day one, yeah. and we can, and we continue to see them on picket lines throughout. So they, it, it, it's it's kind of doubtful that they would be trying to undermine the WGA by having this meeting in the first place. Right? Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, I think that's 
this is kind of a really, really important part we're talking about with, you know, the, the WGA will come out with something and then the AMPT people come out with something um, and you have to like kind of read between the lines on what what is real information because like you're saying all these media outlets are uh, in the same household. But what you're saying about AMTPP and all these individual companies and stuff like that, you know, is is really true. Like a lot of these companies in the normal world are competitors. Yeah. And they have completely different business models and different financial situations and stuff like that. So the fact that they're all trying to bargain through the AMPTP as this unified front is, uh, you know, it's not very productive because they're being represented by a greater whole that doesn't really represent all of their individual interests. And only the the top dogs will set the hard line for what that means in the AMPTP. Yeah. Um, whereas the AMPT, like you're saying, keeps, you know, trying to divide the guilds and the locals apart um but you know they are actually unified in their front because they are they are all workers that want to return to work with fair conditions and have the same you know the same goals in mind um so it's interesting that wga came out and like not really hinted so much as just like said you know a lot of these companies have been talking to us and been like we could do this and you know I, we're going to get more into the A24 thing later, it sounds like. But yeah, so you, you have like, I don't know, it's it's like all the, you know, all the rivalry hockey teams are are suddenly like, oh yeah, but Team USA, the Olympics, right? Like, <laughs> it's kind of, it's going to work great. Yeah, it's like they wanted to organize Team USA, but for some, but somehow they got a bunch of Russian players into the uh, into the lineup. It's really unclear how that worked. Yeah, I understand this metaphor. <laughs> Our Team USA has a Russian coach in this in this case. Uh, either way, <laughs> don't fucking worry about it, Jack. Okay. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Something that has started to happen though, like you know, like you know that like a cause is doomed. I think whenever even the people who are like on a who are like tr- who usually try to put a particular spin on things start to break rank. <laughs> For example. When the WGA revealed that they had been negotiating a little bit behind uh, behind the scenes and having conversations with individual uh, executives and members of various studios and streamers, Deadline uh, reported that the AMPTP had declared that narrative to be false and that the member companies are aligned, uh, which on uh, on Twitter... <laughs> Uh, Deadline senior editor Dominic Patton tweeted, uh, when you have to insist you are united, even as you badmouth each other privately and look for someone to blame, you're really telling everyone we are in big trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> your house is not in yep. order, AMPTP. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I found I saw that happen while I was at work the other day and had to actually throw my hand over my mouth to, to keep from bursting into hysterical laughter. Not all is uh, quite as rosy an outlook as that, though. Of course, we have had some developments that are, uh, I would say, short-sighted and shitty. Uh, most notably, uh, in an unfortunate development, Drew Barrymore has opted to bring her news her news style talk show back to production early, despite her writers being on strike. Uh, while most talk shows and news programs are under a different contract than the one currently being struck by the by the WGA, Barrymore's and similar talk shows like The Talk uh, are the exception. 
thus, by bringing the show back during the strike, Barrymore would necessarily be performing the work that would normally be performed by WGA writers, making her a scab and forcing any of her guests and crew uh, and audience uh, that she purportedly wants to help cross a picket to uh, to cross a picket line. Yeah. Uh, and as has just been revealed, uh, the talk and a number of other shows are also following her lead oh, and coming really? back early. Yeah, Barrymore essentially wow. opened some floodgates here and other shows know. are starting to break rank. Uh, Barrymore reportedly wants to make sure the rest of her staff can be paid during the strike. Bullshit. But if she really wants, yeah, yeah, it's it, it, she's a millionaire. So like she yeah. she is such pay an them. established entity in Hollywood at this point. Like she could afford to pay them herself, such much the way that Conan O'Brien did for his staff during the 0708 oh, strike. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he paid his staff throughout the entirety of the writer's strike. <laughs> nice. uh, and while they stopped paying their staffs directly about a, like a month, like two two weeks to a month into the strike, uh, the current crop of late night talk show hosts have started a podcast and giving and are giving all of the ad revenue from that to their to their staffs. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, what Kimmel, Colbert, Oliver, Myers and Fallon, uh, are all doing a show called strike force five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, Jimmy Fallon, but right. you know, <laughs> but, but altogether they are, yeah, they are, they're doing a, they're doing a good for their staffs without, yes. without crossing a fucking picket line. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take that. Uh, and like literally an hour after I finished typing the notes for this episode, Bill fucking Marr announced that the, <sighs> that real time is going to be coming back early as well. But without any writers or writing, he claims. So literally just the unscripted panel discussions, meaning Marr is expecting others to cross the picket line with him. Uh, even though he won't be directly doing any writing himself. You know, wink. Yeah. He managed to go a step further than that, too, where, you know, Drew Barrymore, when she came back, she was like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm sorry. I have to contractually do this. Ah. Whereas Bill Maher was like, yeah, these fucking negotiations are kooky. They're asking for dumb shit. Oh, and, my God. That, uh, that interview with Jim Gaffigan that he did Jesus. was absolutely ridiculous. Do people um, still listen so, to, to him? I didn't, well, he, he still has that damn show on daily? HBO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's just it's, – it's mind-blowing that he would come out with a take like this. I mean, yeah. who could have foreseen this? I know it's it's almost it's almost like he's someone who sucked this entire time. It's so strange. He's gr- granddad's <laughs> shit poster. What's that? So, oh, he's like <laughs> he's like a granddad's version of a shit poster. Kinda. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's got the he's got the uh, Islamophobia uh, down for it. At, you know. Anyway, but um. Yeah, let's take a quick break for a commercial here before we continue. Um, I think I could use some water. I think Jack could use a, chance, a little time with those cumble. So uh, we'll be we'll be back in just a moment. I like to dip my fingers in, just like boop, boop, all right. <laughs> I'm ready for more acronyms. You ready for more acronyms? As ready as I can be. Yes. All right. Hey, here's one for you. F U Jack. I know that F-U. one. F U. That's a tough one. Wait, F U F U. That's a Fun-undies. Fun-undies! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Fun-undies. <laughs> we couldn't get a me-undies sponsorship. Oh. <laughs> you like me-undies? You'll like... You'll like fun-undies. Fun <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a fan of fun-yundies. Yeah, I'd eat them. I'd eat them. They're undies. Yeah. Out of fun-yunds. Yeah. Yeah. 
I wouldn't feel good about it would myself. Not, well, but. Uh, see, I thought you were going to say they wouldn't feel good to wear. No, no, they'd feel terrible to wear. They'd feel terrible to wear. It'd be fun to eat, and you'd feel, and everybody would feel bad. Right. Well, I wouldn't be eating them because I couldn't. I'm not that flexible. I mean, yeah, maybe like munch around the edges, but you're talking about eating your own undies right. at that point. Well, just break a piece off, man. Just you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> not the visual Boring. I had in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was with Jack on this one. I was trying to become a gymnast overnight. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't have that flexibility I've anymore. Removed my, the ribs my, so they could reach the fun unit. My bra- <laughs> That's a myth. That doesn't work. <laughs> should, no, I'm missing three. <laughs> Others have failed so that we could fly, Jack. <laughs> uh, oh, Christ. Okay. Where can they send their fun undies uh, related questions, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, f- uh, fun undies at derazzled.com. Is that, right, is, yeah. is that a thing that exists? It's probably not. Anyway, hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, so uh, con- we're continuing to discuss the ongoing uh, WGA strike here. Uh, we just got done talking about how much Bill Maher sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's continue on and talk a little bit about SAG-AFTRA. Because uh, we have not really paid much attention to them, and neither has the AMPTP. There have been absolutely no resumed negotiations with SAG-AFTRA up to this point. They need those. They need those. They they do need those. Huh. Uh, the 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 tack they've taken throughout a lot of this is that they will only negotiate with one guild at a time. So like when they were when they were uh, negotiating with the Directors Guild, they weren't directing with either SAG or the WGA. When they were mm, when they were okay. negotiating with SAG, they weren't you know so on and so forth. Um, so I don't know if that's still what's specifically happening or if. Um, or if they're just like dicking around, like sure. I'm not entirely sure because right, they they very well may be just dicking around because they're kind of pretending that it's not their turn to uh, give an offer to the WGA. Even sure. the WGA is like, hey, we gave you an offer on August fifteenth. Y'all haven't oh, said anything about sure. it. Like, you want to cover that? You want to? You want to talk? Sweet. <laughs> so you figure if they're not addressing that, they could probably do something with SAG. But yeah, I'm I'm not David Zaslav, so I actually like my life a little bit. <sighs> So in the midst of uh, this lack of negotiations, plenty of actors have been making their frustrations with the AMPTP's proposals, especially uh, the ones pertaining to likeness scanning and and the various AI provisions known in a number of ways here. Uh, Specifically, we've seen an increasing number of A-listers appearing on the picket lines. Uh, I've seen a lot of coverage this week of specifically Margot Robbie and Oscar Isaac appearing on the picket lines, which, great, you love to see it. Uh, I was particularly thrilled about the Margot Robbie one because standing right behind her was Samara Weaving, so she just had a lookalike ready to go. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Just a free understudy (laughs) at uh, at the strike. Beautiful. It's a special kind of solidarity. Uh, we've also seen uh, some buck wild and absolutely entertaining uh, fundraiser offerings. Have you heard about this? I, I think I might have, yeah. Uh, Scott, are you familiar with these fundraisers that actors have been doing? No, I don't think so. Tell me. So this this is beautiful. So f- there are auctions going on right now, the uh, the money from which will go to help the entertainment community. Uh and uh, there's some really fun items that you can bid on, such as having Natasha Leone help you solve the New York Times crossword, uh, having dinner with Bob Odenkirk and David Cross, genuinely oh, something that I yeah. think would be amazing, mm. uh, having Adam Scott walk your dog 
Only if you live in L.A., though. Uh, getting a, If you don't live in L.A., though, you could have a watercolor portrait of your dog done by John Lithgow, <laughs> okay. which rules. <laughs> I, had cool, no actually, idea. Yeah. I had no idea he did watercolors. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe <laughs> maybe this is his first foray. He just wasn't given a shot. Yeah. That's that's the best. The, that's that's just the a... Willem Dafoe spirit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, and possibly most frightening, Lena, Lena Dunham will oh, paint no. a mural in your home. Please don't. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> I'll pay you to leave. <laughs> Becca said the same thing. <laughs> oh, God. There were several other really good uh, items up. I forget yeah. what else. Those are just the ones that Those really, are really stood really good out ones. to me. Uh, people have been making memes based off of yeah. these as well to just add in all kinds of ridiculous nonsense. So, uh, if, if I hate to, t- I would hate to tell anyone to look at Twitter, but like, yeah. there's a bunch of them there. They're going to be easy to find. Um, and uh, in one of the other ways that people have been voicing their frustrations, or person has been voicing his frustrations, uh, we have Sean Penn being both correct and also deeply offensively up off putting. Yeah, that's. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, has, <laughs> did you guys happen to hear what Sean Penn had to say regarding uh, the yeah. use of AI? It was a Sean Penn level of gross. It really yeah. was. Jack, did you hear it? No, go ahead. No, okay. I've so, braced myself. So, so the uh, in in uh, in response to the idea of them using your AI likeness uh, at will, he said, "Oh, you want you want to use my likeness? Great. Well, then I well then I want your daughters right now to use for a party later." Yeah, no, that's that sounds all right. Yeah, I think like... I paraphrased that a little bit, that's... but I couldn't stand to do the entire thing verbatim. It's just gross. What an argument, yeah, Sean. I know. It's just like of of all the problems, of all the things that are wrong with what's being proposed uh, by the WGA, you had you had to go that route. I mean, still on brand. It's extremely on brand, but that's maybe why we don't tend to hear that much from Sean right. Penn these days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he gets uh he gets put into uh, PR jail a lot, a, I think. A lot, yeah. Uh, thrown in there by his agent, I assume. That, that explains the, uh, the the fuming, screaming agent in the background of that interview. Uh, oh, God. Uh, actually, I have to uh, we'll leave Sean Penn alone in his, in his, uh, his filthy pe- little corner. Penitentiary puns? We're just going to let that one slide? Scott, honestly, I might. Where was it? I might jump off a bridge for the missed opportunity there. Oh. I can't live that down. I, I hate he, you both. I'm. <laughs> no, I get it. I I'm, would too. I, I do. actually. Yeah. No, I'm on. I'm, right I, I'm. I'm speechless. I've just been shocked. Like the penitentiary. Yeah. The pen, no, I. I get the it. PR pen. I. <laughs> All right. Move on. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I'm going to move on by bringing it back to David Zaslav for yeah, a minute here. Love uh, it. So. It is very much worth noting that in the midst of these strikes and negotiations, Warner Brothers Discovery has reported anticipated single quarter losses between three hundred and five hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, many, many people have pointed out that this is exponentially larger than the raises sought by the WGA, <laughs> meaning it would have actually saved them money to agree to the guild's proposals. How angry do you think their yep. their shareholders are? <laughs> I don't understand how rich people think, so I guess they're probably real angry. Oh boy, I can we don't... could have had billions, and now we have 
billions. Damn it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Think of all the billions we missed out on. Mm. How am I going to repair all these yachts my, these orcas have destroyed? <laughs> it's always important to remember that while SAG-AFTRA is ultimately asking for more money than the WGA in terms of raises, uh, it's, it's very important to remember that SAG-AFTRA has roughly five times the membership of the WGA, and roughly 87% of SAG-AFTRA members earn less than $26,000 a year, which is not enough to qualify for health insurance. Mm, so, okay. yeah, there's... so. There's a big need for these raises, and clearly, if they if they can stand to lose this much money, they right. could stand to be paying people more. Just absolutely absurd. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery at least partially blames this shortfall on the fact that actors cannot currently promote films, which has caused the studio to delay several major releases like Dune Part Two. Assholes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like the movie's fucking done. Just like, yeah. just come on. Uh, however. Smaller studios like A24 and several productions not associated with the AMPTP have worked out interim agreements with SAG-AFTRA, which means they're able to agree to the proposals that they seek from the AMPTP. Which is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah, it's great to see. And uh, of note, it gives us great moments, like uh, like the fact that uh, Michael Mann's Ferrari is able to do the festival circuit and have their actors there to, uh, to promote it, which has led to Adam Driver pondering aloud in interviews why large studios aren't willing to do what these smaller studios and productions have been yes. willing to do. So cool. Yeah. You, you'll love to see it, honestly. In my this wildest... was such a cool piece of news. I loved it. <laughs> In my... And, like, at the time, they were talking about, like, you know, oh, certain productions are going to be given waivers during the strike. And that's, like, mm -hmm. how, that's how they were presented as, like, they're going to get Paul passes, basically. Yeah. And, that, and then and it, that's... it then came out that it was, like, no, A24 is just, like, you want what? Okay. Oh, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that's what we'll do then. Yeah. Um... One of my favorite little tidbits about all of this uh, is one one of the uh, one of the streaming services that got an interim agreement with SAG is Dropout, which is the streaming service run by what was uh, the the crew of College Humor. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, okay. they had, they had already been paying their their players more than SAG minimum. So like oh, they nice. were they were well within uh, compliance of the new SAG guidelines and proposals. So like they they got they got clearance pretty quickly. So if you want to watch some like improvised D and D comment and or, oh, or content and like fun improv games, uh, including uh, Wayne Brady singing karaoke, <laughs> an, an episode of Make Some Noise, uh, quite enjoyable. Uh, subscribe to Dropout. It's goddamn fun. <laughs> In my wildest dreams, my hope is that the studios remain as stubborn as they are currently being, mm -hmm. and we get this flood of quote-unquote independent films or like, non-traditional cinema. Maybe like a bunch of small mid-budget yeah, uh, dramas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, just like give me a couple of years of that. Give that flavor to the general population and um, – I just want to see what that looks like. Like I'm, I'm guilty of seeing the big blockbusters. Also, well, sure. Uh, yeah. We've made no secret that we enjoy a Marvel film here yeah. and there. Yeah, but I also watch all the other stuff. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the only way you'll get a the general audience to watch some of the more indie stuff is either trick them into seeing it, like they did with The Witch, where they're <laughs> yeah, they're like it's a big scary horror film. Ah, <laughs> gotcha. And then they're like, gotcha. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that movie rules, though. No, it's it's a great movie, but it's also not your 
traditional Ooh, no. jump scare horror film. No, no, no. Um, but if it's like, oh man, I'm a horror fan, and the only horror movies that are out to watch are a bunch of A24. It's a bad example because horror fans will watch that shit anyway. But. That's true. But they also have Shutter to turn to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of streaming services in general, though, uh, something else that should probably be held against David Zaslav specifically. Um, if you had to guess which streaming service had the highest cancellation rate since the strike started. Well, I know which one I canceled. <laughs> which one was that, Jack? That would have been, and I'm not calling it by its new stupid name, <laughs> HBO Max. Yes. And you are then part of the 26.9% yeah. of subscribers that canceled HBO Max. I'm sorry, Harley Quinn. Uh, I, yeah. I, I admittedly do still have my Max yeah. subscription, but part, like at least half of that is because my mom uses it too, and I yeah. feel bad depriving her of something that she watches all the fucking time. Yeah, my mom yeah. also used mine, but not often. My mom uses mine way more than I yeah. do, actually. <laughs> uh, similarly, uh, Disney Plus has lost about 21.1% of theirs. Uh, and then from there, there's a pretty steep drop off. Like very few other other streamers have lost more than like 12 or 13%. Hmm. I think Netflix has only lost like 10%. Really? I wonder why those two and not Netflix specifically. Oh, it's weird. Uh, even weirder to me is the fact that Apple TV has only lost like 4.9%. Well, when six people are watching it. Okay. I guess that's fair. Yeah. I actually have no idea what is on Apple I TV. So. I actually love Succession. Okay. Or not success. No, that's HBO. No, Severance. 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 I do. I absolutely bad, yeah. love Severance. Uh, that is worth checking out Apple TV. But don't do it right now. Wait for the strike to be right. over. I ain't no scab. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I would call HBO whatever by its new real name, but like I literally, I I can't even keep track of what the fuck it's called. Larry. Well, and why the. It, Fuck, it's called it's that now. It's burned into my memory because it's really dumb because mm. it's just Max and it's the, the, the tagline for which is the place to watch HBO. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dumbest branding decision <sighs> ever. Like, <laughs> was it? I, I am genuinely curious. Is it because of the merger? I think between... it, I do think that that is at least part of it because now, now there's a ton of discovery based content on there as opposed to yeah. just HBO branded stuff and Warner Brothers branded stuff. So it's mm -hmm. like it's not just HBO, but like they had what? the brand. They set up the brand. They did a good job exactly. launching the uh, streaming service. Yeah. And then they're like, how do we make this dumb? It, yeah. It's like, how, how do how do we squander years of brand recognition? Yeah. Like it is like you have one of the most highly touted brands on the face of the planet in terms of entertainment and you threw it away because David Zaslav wanted to make sure that like the shitty home renovation shows from Discovery are getting just as much attention. Ridiculous. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Uh, that's about all that I have here in terms of the ongoing strikes, except. No. SAG-AFTRA may have another strike front on their hands. Oh, nice. Uh, have you guys heard about the things that have been going on in the video game industry? No, but I'm excited. So SAG-AFTRA also represents 
video game actors, voice actors, oh, mocap oh, okay. actors, you know, if you uh, any kind of acting role you could possibly have in a video game, you can qualify for SAG after a membership doing that thing. It's a completely different contract than mm-hmm. what is used for films and television, but uh, they are in the midst of contract negotiations currently, and as of September fifth, they are in process of a strike authorization vote. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, this vote's going to run through September 25th. Uh, bargaining is set to resume on September 26th. And since this episode is going to come out after that point, uh, I will edit in an update right here so that everyone listening knows how that went. Uh, and I'll include any updates about the exist or the other uh, film-related uh, strikes as well. Holy mother of God, a lot has changed since we recorded this episode. Hi, this is Joe from the future coming in to give you the update that was promised. Since we just mentioned the SAG-AFTRA interactive media video game employee contract, uh, yeah, they voted with like a 98.75% yes to authorize a strike, but it doesn't appear a strike has actually gone into effect. Uh, Both sides are committed to trying to work something out, though nothing has actually been worked out yet, which is kind of bonkers because these negotiations have been going on since October of 2022. So somebody shit or get off the pot, please. In other news, the writer's strike has been over for a while. Uh, It came out to, I think, about 145 days. Don't quote me on that. I don't have the figures up right in front of me. I just want to get through this as quickly as possible. Uh, But the Writers Guild of America has officially gotten a deal with the AMPTP, and it is practically everything that they were hoping for. There is a couple of things they came up slightly short on, but not by much. They've got a a lot of raises, a lot of cost of living adjustments, a lot of guarantees of minimum staffing on shows. Um, I actually misspoke uh, in the first act. The second step that is guaranteed for primary writers on a screenplay is that if is, it's not a, uh, an advancement to another position, it's a guarantee that they get first offer to rewrite said script. So they, so if they are, if they have that credit, they are immediately given an opportunity for this, for the first rewrite, which is a big deal that can't immediately just be shopped out to anyone else. And they got, a massive amount of AI protections. It's kind of incredible how much that has changed. Uh, AI can't write anything. Writers can use AI as a tool if they've gotten it cleared by the studios and everyone else involved. And studios can't train AI based on of, of writers' work without their express permission. It's huge. Like it was what was considered to be a non-starter by the AMPTP months ago became almost entirely what the Writers Guild had been asking for this entire time. Absolutely amazing historic deal for them. Uh, As for SAG-AFTRA, they are still on strike as we speak, and thus the WGA is still picketing with them in solidarity. Um, The latest news on that front is that the AMPTP is playing the exact same bullshit games they play with the WGA over the summer. So they have lowballed their exact offers that were given before the strike, uh, offering a contract that is just objectively worse, uh, refusing to acknowledge any protections for AI or uh, any kind of likeness rights or anything like that. It's extremely frustrating to see that they're just going right back to the old playbook that just flat out did not work for them or for anybody else. So we remain at a standstill there. We started this episode talking about how the the AMPTP completely ignored a response to their uh, to their proposal for the WGA and that is exactly what's happening with SAG-AFTRA currently. 
there is not a current date for them to get back to the negotiating table, but hopefully we'll have an update for you about that soon. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy the rest of this episode. Yeah, that was a really cool update, Joe. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it came to that. That's amazing, right? I, I hope something really shocking happens so that pays off. <laughs> so I guess uh, final thoughts on the strikes before we move on to uh, the, the next uh, fun little tidbit of the show here. <laughs> I understood parts of that, and I'm still mad. <laughs> Good. Okay. So you understood well that. Yeah. Good, I'm proud of you. I wanted. I started the episode wanting to overthrow the rich and i still want to do that hmm. so that's where i am that's where you are yeah okay scott yeah same uh yeah it's you know the the sentiment from amptp is that like we can outlast you basically we need you need us more than we need you right mm-hmm. which you know, is becoming increasingly apparent that that's not true. And <laughs> we're seeing this, you know, as we're seeing right now, this labor movement, everyone wanting to be a part of unions, wanting to be a part of labor organizations, wanting to have better conditions and living wages and all this kind of stuff, which is great. And that's, I think that's, again, that's why we, why it's important to talk about these things, even though it's like just entertainment. It is the most visible, you know, labor organization in the world, essentially. Yeah. So, you know, Providing visibility to that has an effect on workers everywhere. And I think that's that's kind of beautiful. Like I heard even like dentists are going on strike. Oh, dentists, so, really? Oh shit. Yeah. Huh. Brace brace yourselves. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I do appreciate the build up. I'll that, give you that. No, that's that, really good. Uh, well, you you earned that one. Yeah. You absolutely earned that one. Fucking hell. <laughs> Got it twice. I was like, I mean, even like lazy as Dennis can go on strike, right? So like anyone can. <laughs> like apparently, elephants are going on strike because they're oh, fed up oh. working for peanuts. No, god damn it! Yeah, that's how, that's how I thought that one was going to go. But you know, seriously, uh... <laughs> Jack's looking at me like you could stop this anytime. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you have we got the commercial, to please. This. You know that, right? <laughs> right we'll, I am only a guest here. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, before we get on to uh, th- what Jack has promised us is going to be a- an awful idea that hurts us, I have, a, br- I have a, a, a brief update to offer here. Apparently, literally as we started recording, it was announced that the WGA and AMPTP are in the process of scheduling a time to get back to the negotiating table. So okay. there may be cool. some form of movement. Like I said at the end of Act 2, I will put in an update right. that will have all that information in it. Hmm. Slightly less important is that uh, the, they also made an announcement for Mortal Kombat 1 that uh, one of Shang Tsung's fatalities is literally the like hand motion thing that Uma Thurman uses at the end of Kill Bill to <laughs> kill Bill. But it makes the person's chest just like explode. And then like demons fly out of it. Is that a... Is that a video game? Yeah, yeah. It's the new Mortal Kombat. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> take 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 it away, Jack. Fantastic. So I guess I should say what exactly it is that I'm doing. Yes. Uh, so as we've told people over and over and over again, mm-hmm. this season we're ending with a film festival. 
the, specifically the here you go you, you do it yeah yeah the uh, the unofficial Willem Dafoe bad art short film festival the the Dirazzle presents De, yes Dirazzle presents the unofficial Willem Dafoe bad art short fe- film festival Thank you're right you. I've been saying it wrong a few I times. didn't know who which one it was <laughs> which of the bad art film festivals it was. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. I have, under se- several circumstances, forgot to mention that it is D-Razzle Presents right. the Willem Dafoe Bad Art Short Film Festival. Thank you. No, shit. Sorry. The D-Razzle Presents the unofficial <laughs> Willem Dafoe Bad Art Short Film Festival. <laughs> I got it that time. You're good. Okay. All right. We're, we're off to a good start. <laughs> uh, so while we are ineligible to win the grand prize of, course. of the um, – Gift certificate to Chi-Chi's. <laughs> it, Fuck. I really it's shame. I wanted to mount it on my wall, but unfortunately, really we, it would not be fair for us to organize it and then rig the election right. to go in our favor. <laughs> not that it would be out of brand for us to do so. I'd be, I mean, it'd be a little maybe, shitty. Well, maybe you, but. That's <laughs> <laughs> how things run, Joe. Yeah, no fa- film festival has ever done such a thing. What? Um that doesn't mean that we're not also going to enjoy the process of making bad art. Oh yeah. Um, my God. So as I'm, I don't know if I mentioned this on air or not, but my brain got cooked for a good five days. I had strep throat. It was, I had a fever the whole time. It was, yeah, it's a bad it was time. awful. Yeah. Um, so that is why we're re- recording this episode first instead of instead the of love, love brewer. Yeah. So what I'm going to tell you, what I'm going to pitch you is the, the afterbirth of whatever illness was in my body. Oh, no. Now, initially, I wanted to just have a brainstorming tonight. And the reason I wanted to brainstorm was because I didn't have a story. But then yesterday, oh. I put some pieces together. And then today, it multiplied like bacteria. And I couldn't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Have a pitch now. Okay, so when you said when you said festival brainstorming, I thought you mm-hmm. meant like planning the events, not the film that we're going to. That do. That would be probably the more responsible thing to do. Um, That's not in the spirit of the thing. That though. is That's, no, 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 no. Uh, no, this is the how how are we the triforce of ramming speed <laughs> going to make a short film to submit to the festival that we're also curating so the Um, thing that we're deliberating on and brainstorming is how to make bad art yes or or specifically how to make the bad art that jack is about to pitch to us right i i have a lot of ideas for bad stuff okay um but this is and please come go into this with an open mind okay i have it once (laughs) (laughs) and yet you're still here it's the the your initial gut uh, knee jerk reaction is going to be please don't make me do this. Um, <laughs> did mm-hmm. I scrawl mm-hmm. this on several menus at work? Yes, you did. I did. Um, Ooh, that's how I know this is a good idea. <laughs> you son of a um, bitch! I'm in. You. I want to share the last page with you, Scott. I don't know if you can see it. Where the pen started to die, so I just started like. <laughs> This is a ghost of a pitch. Yeah. Just scratching the cells <laughs> yeah. of the paper I as hard as you could. I had 20 minutes to get down my idea, and god damn it, I did. Um, 
Uh, Look like you're about to be dragged off to the electric chair. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so a couple things I do want to say up front um, is I wanted to play with, uh, you know what? Fuck you. I'm just going to jump right in. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he right. always wanted to open. He, he well, The thing he wanted to say was, fuck you. So. Yeah. The thing he wanted to say is, fun undies. Uh, <laughs> thank you, sponsor Fun Undies, for sponsoring. Um, we open on the Pittsburgh skyline. And then immediately um, we we see like a an Ed Wood style UFO uh, pie pan play as like a UFO or something like that. Something in, in the vein of like Ed Wood, terrible um, B-movie horror. Classic. Uh, and then um, em- uh, here's where I throw my first bad idea um, at you. Oh, also the, the pipe, whatever the UFO is, I want to have it lined with um, lights. F- those like shitty string lights from Amazon. Um, and then like, every- like, the, like the fairy lights or like no, no, the- no. Um, like the like, LED. Oh, like the LED strips. Right. Okay. And then every time we cut back to it, it's a different effect. <laughs> so like it's just like strobing and then we have like fading and, um, uh, and, um, what I really want to do for this one, I wanted to work with actors that are not actors. Uh, two, I wanted to, inc- I want like the whole reason I want to do this project is to make people take the risk of being creative. Right. Um, to give them the excuse and to take away the, like, to demystify making art. You're talking about the festival as a whole. Correct. Yes. So what I want to do, well, see, the biggest problem with this film is, Scott, you live in Portland, Oregon, and we live in Pittsburgh. Hey. There's a bit of a distance there. And I was like, okay, so we're going to spend like a half an hour talking about how to make a, a short film um make that happen and like the most obvious solution the okie's razor is for uh the okie dokie razor is for one of us one group of us to go to the other so either scott can here or we go to portland sure um and i was like that makes too much sense kind mm-hmm. of not a lot of sense I, but like i have a feeling i see where this is going <laughs> um i'm like but that's not a bad idea <laughs> we needed a bad idea. So I mm-hmm. uh, I do want to remind you guys, you did shoot down one of my initial bad ideas. So I'm, I've already got one strike. Wait, what? I wanted to did? shoot. I, yeah, I wanted to shoot this in portrait. I don't remember that suggestion. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was an exchange. <laughs> you both immediately shot it down. I don't remember shooting anything you, down. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe it was a conversation I, I had in my head that the both of... <laughs> Also be- <laughs> Maybe just we're time efficient and we, you had the conversation yeah. for us. So. <laughs> You're welcome. You just assumed. <laughs> I, I, I really feel like I got a strong no. I have to, I have to look at our chat log. Again, yeah. But- um, <laughs> so, all right. Mm-hmm. Flying saucer, strip lights, cut to reactions of people seeing flying saucer. These are our idiot friends who. <laughs> want to be in a film but are incredibly unreliable so we tell them you are you have a single reaction look up and to the right and point okay except for you steve you're pointing to the left (laughs) okay and they're going to shoot this with their phones and they're going to send it to us and then joe that's you Uh 
you're going to to do the ADR over all of their voices. God damn. Okay. <laughs> their voices, the sound effects, the music, it's all you, bud. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Okay. Moving on. Um, it ends with uh, one of the people. It's you, but it's one of the people saying, it's landing at the beach. The Pittsburgh beach, you know, um, where we cut to a wide of somebody running along the beach, mm-hmm. tripping mid-frame. I'm like, ah, fuck, God damn it. Like brushing the sand off his sure, face. Sure, sure. Uh, somebody whispering into the ear of the camera operator, now it's behind you. We like, <laughs> whip around to do a 180 and see this um, horrifying monster made out of like carpet and like old coats, um, but also kind of fleshy looking, like a lot of liquid latex. Um, and it's the- pits- make a, Like a big wet puppet Verhoeven monster. <laughs> kind of. It's called the Squonk Puss. Yes! Um, oh my god! And it is—it's half. Might be giving it away, but it's half squonk, half pussycat. So oh, I thought you were gonna say octopus. But, n- yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a couple tentacles, um, but like definitely cat ears, cat tail. Sad, uh, sad, sad squonk face. Yeah, Scott. Scott, Scott are you f- aware of what a, a squonk is? Uh, just from Googling it five seconds ago. It's a cryptid that is sad all the time because it it's knows so, how ugly it is. It knows how ugly it is, so yeah. he's sad about it. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a Pennsylvanian cryptid. Yeah. Aw, reputed to live in the hemlock forest in northern PA. Yeah. He looks so sad. <laughs> he's so sad. Um, and that's when the... Spirit animal. ...title blasts across the screen... Knife Breaker 3, Legend of Squonk Puss. <laughs> no. Uh, I somehow didn't think it was going to be a knife breaker. Well, that's because I said it was not going to be a knife breaker. Uh, that's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I specifically said that to myself and you. It would not be that. And, you're, um, and strep throat made you a liar. <laughs> a lot of things made me a liar, but... <laughs> Uh, all right, I will continue with the story. Please, please do. Um, so we cut to Knifebreaker in bed. It's night, and his alarm's going off, or so he thinks. What's actually happening is beneath his bed, underneath his bed, is Speedy, who's getting a phone call. Um, so we have to jam Vince under someone's bed. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's going to fit underneath someone's it's bed, it's Vince. I'm, that is not a concern I have here. Wow. It's actually not the worst. I no, cancel it. Uh, <laughs> Speedy answers the phone, pauses, and is like, oh, it's for you. Hands it to Knifebreaker. Uh, cut to another one of our idiot friends as the president of the United States, who uh, does one of those like lift in the frames as they're like finishing a line of coke. Okay. Like, um, and uh, is yelling at the president doesn't know who, who, who Knifebreaker is. He's just, he's just yelling because he needs, he needs this squonk puss taken care of because it's, it's an election year or something. And uh, <laughs> if he doesn't take care, if the squonk puss is still 
pussing around Pittsburgh in 48 hours, they're going to nuke the city to eliminate the Squonk Puss, which then mm-hmm. sets Knife Bricker and Speedy off on their way to try to figure out how to stop the Squonk Puss. And so here's a little bit of the format. We're cutting between idiot friends with cell phones and Knife Bricker content. And the way I see that is we're going to do the the worst part of both ideas, which is having our idiot friends operate a phone and send it to us. Yeah. And then cramming a day of shooting Vince and question mark as knife pricker theoretically with Scott in Pittsburgh somehow, some way, somewhere. Well, the where's Pittsburgh. <laughs> so you answered that part. <laughs> All right. So we already got that one. It's one question out of three. That's one out of three. That's not it. bad. That's not bad at this um, stage. And I have planned it out so that it is quick and easy. I'll get to it. So uh, the first person they get to, they, they cut to is scientist. Um, does the United States have like a best scientist boy? Does, does the... What, Jack, what is, you know what country we live in. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Fuck, what's the... Do we have a Dr. Manhattan? Is that what you're asking? What? Center of Disease Control. CDC. CDC. Yeah. Um, the whoever leads the CDC. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, technically, we I mean, we had Dr. Fauci through the National That's Institutes true, of Health, but like... Okay, so... Everyone hated him. Well, idiots well, hated idiots him. Hate him. All right, so Knifebreaker and Speedy go to the CDC Fine Print Pittsburgh to talk to scientists who also comes into frame having snorted a line of coke. It's a lot of coke in and this movie already. It's uh, <laughs> he's like, let me show you some charts. <laughs> oh god. Uh, cuz the scientist has analyzed the sadness in the squonk's tears and he has 200 cc's of sadness in each tear. He can he can weigh the sadness. He can measure the sadness. Yeah. That's <laughs> science, Joe. Um <laughs> Now, when we're actually filming this, it's implied that Knife Breaker and Speedy are in the same location as scientists. They're not. Mm-hmm. Scientist is in generic classroom, wherever that actor is. And then we film Speedy and Knife Breaker exiting big building, kind of just like throwing the door aside as they like leave the meeting with the scientist to have a Knife Breaker and Speedy conversation. And what we start to learn is that each conversation the knife picker has with a quote unquote expert is a metaphor for speedy being sad. It's a monster. That's a metaphor for speedy being sad. Kind of. I'll get to it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we cut to the next person that knife picker and speedy are like, that didn't help at all. We already know it's sad. We need to have a, a better expert. So they go to uh, America's, um, the United States official uh, Department of Fortune Telling. Um, and we... The IRS, right. The, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brackets, IRS. <laughs> and uh, we we cut to Fortune Teller expecting them to also pop their head up, having done coke. But they don't. We give we like give them a beat, and then they take a sip of tea, and they're like, "Wink." <laughs> <laughs> At least he's aware of it, right? He knows where he is. Um, and the fortune teller tells us that Squonkpuss, what what the future will be if Squonkpuss is left to their own devices, which is clearly like 
if Speedy travels down down this road of depression, they will become a squonk puss. Oh, yeah, hmm. it's a metaphor. Uh, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> then Speedy and Nightbreaker again slam out of the the doors of the building. It's the same building. Yeah, as before. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, got it. Because we're if we're being efficient. <laughs> yes, that's um, why. <laughs> uh, that's when we we get the dialogue. It's like we only have twenty minutes before Pittsburgh is nuked to death. Uh, <laughs> so they decide to divide and conquer. Speedy runs up. Well, Speedy decides to run off, leaving Knifebreaker to call the general to plead with the general to not nuke Pittsburgh. Um. And gives us like impassioned, very knife brickian. That's a word I don't like having said. <laughs> knife brickian. Yes. <laughs> well, it's where we're at. <laughs> this very knife brickian monologue, and then we cut to the general on the other line, give it a beat, and he just coughs a bag of coke into the screen <laughs> as he as he yells the words, "Fire the missile." Um, page three. <clears throat> he told me he has four pages of books. Well, sorry, p- page four, my bad. Oh. We're on page four. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. This is when Speedy returns with with a Permani sandwich. Oh. Uh, I I wanted some kind of Pittsburgh recognizable food. Sure, why not? It doesn't have to be a Permani sandwich, but something akin to that style. Uh, to give to the per- squonk. Pierogi sandwich. Or it could be a pierogi sandwich. Yeah. A bowl of pierogis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you ram like a bowl of hot pierogis. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that more. <laughs> um, just kind of sloshing around. <laughs> Didn't even drain them properly. Just fill with water this and like. Microwave some, some Mrs. T's. And like a whole <laughs> stick of butter. Yeah. <laughs> And Speedy's like, all right, here's what I need to do, my knife breaker. You failed with the general. Take these pierogies and give them to the squonkpus and pray that that puts him in a better mood. I'm going to use your patented 6G ninja blender to try to bring down this nuclear missile that's flying towards Pittsburgh. 6G ninja blender? Yeah, yeah. Well, 5G... We already have that, so that's true. It's like, what if it's six G? And then, um, I think I have a ninja blender somewhere. I don't know what I would want to blend in it while it's being used. It's a head device. It's a helmet. Oh, good. Um, uh, naturally, I don't know what would blend that would make a missile not hit Pittsburgh. Um, but magnets. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it works, and it, uh, it 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 veers off to the left, destroying the city of Ohio. <laughs> the city of yeah. Ohio. <laughs> Which we're going to have like a little like cardboard model and we'll just set off. I, we don't even have to really make it explode. We could just light a mm. string of squibs and throw it okay. at the cardboard cutout and then jump cut to it on fire. That'd be, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's an option. Yeah. It or doesn't, it doesn't have to be Ohio, or. but I was like, it, oh, I mean, it is to the left and it's right there. Yeah. I was like, well, it could go to the right and land in the ocean and it would be fine. But that's, that's further than Ohio, though. Yeah. Can't we just Christopher Nolan this and explode Ohio? Hmm. No, wait. Camera. Scott's got it. It's always here. best. That's, that's a Nolan way. 
Durazzle presents the unofficial Willem Dafoe Bad Art Good Short Film Festival. <laughs> uh, mm. Hmm. Special guest, residents of Ohio that made it. <laughs> <laughs> Special guest, the Ohio refugees. Uh, that's when we cut Thank the you for freeing us. <laughs> God. I'm not going down that road. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's I know, I know way down. too many people from Ohio yeah, to be. <laughs> like Aye. half the people I know are from Ohio. <laughs> uh, that's when we cut to Knifebreaker where Knifebreaker gives the usual kind of like morale informing story, which is like, you know what this really was all about was uh, he tries to tell Speedy's like what you really need to do. And Speedy's like, I know I'll stop selling narcotics to government officials and he's like, you need to take care of your mental health. And Speedy's like, yep, you're right. I do. That was what I was going to say. Um, you really just want your bed back, don't you? And he's like, yes, I do. <laughs> I very much do. Um, and that's uh, when we see Squonk, Squonk Puss kind of bebopping to a tune of his own mind. Um that, that I'm making, I'm get, I guess. Yeah, you're gonna beatbox that. No, I'm gonna um, beatbox that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I hope you can do that. Sniper um, <laughs> is like, what was in those pierogies? And he's like, the spirit of the people of Pittsburgh in ketamine. <laughs> 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 well, it wouldn't be ketamine because that would put him to sleep. But yeah, something just, akin to uh, a party drug, just um, like in a bunch of Molly. Yeah, it's just like a, it's like pierogi. It was they were cheese. They were cheese pierogies. Some butter, um, a lot of Molly. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, it's a good new pierogi flavor. Yeah, it's Molly. Molly. <laughs> um, anyway, Squonk Puss is not sad anymore. No, uh, no and then, he's feeling the love. Um, now. As credits are rolling, we have Squonk Puss on the right, kind of just like dancing in place Hell in the yeah. streets. It might actually be funnier without music. Maybe just the sounds of like feet on pavement. We just kind of foliate. Yeah. Yeah. And then we save the music for the credits. And then well, that, those are the credits. Oh. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm sure you have some questions, uh, some concerns. <laughs> it's, not, it's not nearly as uh, hor- horrible an idea as I was worried it was going to be. <laughs> Scott? You know, I'm actually going to agree with Joe on this one. Um, having made the first knife breaker. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that spit take. <laughs> it's like we just woke up the next day and filmed a sequel. Yeah, yeah basically. Just roll out of bed like, all right, boys, back to Although it. Although I, I do have, I do have a, a lore question. Is this a, yeah. is this a prequel? This is Nightbreaker 3. In my mind, Nightbreaker, the Brickening is Nightbreaker 4. Okay. <laughs> there is a, quite a bit of lore, and I'm more than happy to talk, tell you all about it. There's so much lore. Um, <laughs> when I don't have to be awake at 5 in the morning. Yeah, that's fair. We have Nightbreakers <laughs> for days, my friend. Um, <laughs> I will say that this one I did come up with at work today. I'll say this is, this is not one you had previously no, told me about. This the, is new. The only thing that is a remnant from a previous idea was, was that I, I, I just wanted to squonk. You wanted to squonk. Yeah. That was it. It wasn't even a squonk, squonk puss. It was just a squonk. Just regular squonk. But I was like, yeah. it's a knife breaker movie. So it should be the combination of two things. 
And then yeah. I was I was going to have the squonkness monster. Which is um, also pretty good. <laughs> but then... But that means we'd have to get someone in a squonk suit, like, out on a lake or something. Well, it's implied that the squonk puss came out of the rocket ship, or the UFO that landed in the true, ocean. True, true. Um, and I actually don't know where squonk puss came from. I know where squonk puss came from. What's the stupid fucking cake? What? The what? the cookie puss. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> fucking Mar like Marvel cake. <laughs> cookie puss. Cookie puss. Oh, J Scott, you've got it. You you got to know what cookie puss is, man. I mean, that's what you call it. <laughs> What, why, how, why do I know what Cookie Puss is? Is this a Venture Brothers thing? No, no, it's it, it's a real cake that exists. Well, I know, it but is, it didn't it, enter my brain it, until it, <laughs> I've it, just seen it. <laughs> um, but it's a New York thing, right? Like I'm not from New York. I don't. I don't. I forget if it's New York or I. I don't. I don't know exactly where they're headquartered or like, where <laughs> they like do most of their operations. Uh, I'm gonna go down a weird Cookie Puss rabbit hole later yeah they just have a whole slew of like character based yeah. cake things like yeah. what uh -huh. co co cookie puss i think is supposed to be an alien or something and there's <laughs> an a space alien yeah and there's an irish version of them that's cookie o puss all right cookie <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we'd ever have a podcast episode where Cookie Puss came up. <laughs> I want to say surprised we haven't yet. D deep within the recesses of my subconscious, Cookie Puss has been oh. waiting to appear oh. as uh, Squonk, I think Squonk Puss. More people know Fudgy the Whale. Oh, that, yeah, Fudgy they, the Whale. They do Fudgy yeah. the Whale, which okay. I think there was a Fudgy the Whale on Venture Brothers. Maybe that's what it was. That might be where you got it. And then we probably <sighs> watched, like, the Venture Brothers commentary. Yeah. This, and they may have brought it this up. This is then. all coming together now. Yeah. Um, so, <sighs> I don't want to get too too far into any kind of, like, deep production thoughts. But uh, any questions um, or thoughts? I'm, or I'm all in. <laughs> Mm, I do want to save the city of Pittsburgh, and I do want to see a squonk puss roaming around the city. <laughs> uh, those are definitely my main motivations, um, apart from, you know, wanting to make bad art with y'all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say I'm in. Um, what were the parts that you, you imagined being uh, self-filmed on cell phones? Well, I, I, I actually drew up a chart on page one. Um, I don't know if you can see this. The the squares. This is uh -huh. really good audio. Uh, the, <laughs> the squares that is with us, and then the rectangle. Jack is holding up a square. The <laughs> the rectangle. Jack is now holding up a rectangle. Those are cell phones. Okay. Because I wanted to keep a portrait at least in my heart. I uh, see so you already uh -huh. have some casting in mind. I do. Ignore all that. I changed it already. Okay. Um. So it's. <laughs> It's just Malkovich. <laughs> I don't think we can afford uh, him, Jack. I think we can. I don't know. He's, what is he doing? He's on <laughs> strike. Oh, you have a point. Have a my point. understanding is if he accepts pay, he's a scab. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, no, that's sound logic <laughs> to me. You may less from the uh, first parts than I thought. That's it. Jack, I don't understand acronyms. <laughs> it's <been> tonight. <laughs> oh, God.
this this got appropriately stupid. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I do want to answer Scott's question. Um, so any of the stuff with the characters Knife Bricker and Speedy mm. um, would be in Pittsburgh shot directly by us. Mm-hmm. Um, in, as well as the opening scene of the the guy having a jog on the beach. I want to see if I can rig a device that's just two tubes that are by the tear ducts and kind of like squeeze it like a Halloween. No. <laughs> just kind of like squirts we out could water. Probably rig I, that I up. Think we could do it. Yeah. And if not, we have people that are smarter than us that can. I bet Becca would be able to help figure out some of that stuff. She's a fabric arts nerd. Oh, nice. So like she might be able to help like figure out how that, uh, that construction would work. Wonderful. Yeah. Maybe. I could probably just make the actor watch Blonde right before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the laptop. Just projectile <laughs> tears. Wonderful. <laughs> um, so Do not close your eyes. All the stuff with Nightbreaker and theoretically the scene with the guy running on the beach. Um, I didn't know how inconvenient it would be for you to have a wide of a guy running on a beach and then falling. If you were to shoot that in Portland. Or the Portland. Not the Portland, but like somewhere oh, oh, I yeah i i love the i love the suggestion that the pacific beach is in right. pittsburgh yeah <laughs> i see i it's, see that's the joke joe there's yeah, no, no beaches I, in pittsburgh i i know <laughs> it makes yeah. it find like the most quintessentially picturesque like beach yeah in the northwest i was thinking of the the rock from the goonies that you showed me but <laughs> Uh, and then all of the um, cutaways to other actors would be cell phones. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be. There's a couple of actors that, I mean, I still do want it to be on a cell phone for lack of continuity's sake. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we, we have, I, like, uh, like Emily's a name that I wrote on here, um, but I don't plan on going to like DC to, f- to film it. But I was like, hey, Emily, set up your cell phone or whatever in a in a classroom and record these lines like a coked out scientist i'm pretty sure emily can handle it yeah I'd, I'd, i would believe that um so does that does that make sense does that answer your question yes great yes <laughs> thank you um <laughs> i mean not not actually like thank you but like <laughs> you answered my question yes i i not thank you but i appreciate your words and time <laughs> um so if you've been duped uh, into doing this stupid script, then yeah. I will do a draft of it. Um, maybe write out some logistical things <laughs> um, and get it to Yins. I really want the only expense to be the cocaine <laughs> and whatever it takes to get Scott physically here. All right, so some flour and, and and travel. I didn't say flour. <laughs> I didn't <Poink>. say wink. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and I I forget what the is it baking soda. I don't know. We'll look it up. It will look so, it up. Yeah. Groceries are too expensive these days. <laughs> cocaine, it is. What? Yeah. Ex- thank you. You're, Someone's you're, got the. You're right. The prices mind. on cocaine have plummeted, and <laughs> groceries are through the roof. Oh, I'm sorry. Also, the pierogies. We'll have to pay. Them. Uh, we have to pay for the pierogies. Yeah. Um, kind of in tradition of knife breaker, only pay for the food items. <laughs> everything else we just beg, borrow, and steal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, if only BBT was still open, they could sponsor us. Oh, my God. They would too. Yeah, oh, I miss it. Um, we'd have to take. We'd have to take like directly from their kitchen, piping hot to <laughs> right wherever we're yep. filming. They'll fall on, on the ground, plate. but it doesn't matter. We're gonna eat them right off the concrete. I know. Yeah. Um. Oh my! I would right now. I, I would too. Jesus. Honestly, yeah. I'd kill for a minute. red plate. Jesus. Fuck. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, well. Uh, well. On that note. Um, Submissions are open for the uh, Derazzled yeah. Presents the unofficial Willem Dafoe Bad Art Short Film Festival. Uh, if you want to submit a film, you, you just got an idea of like the kind of thing that we're that we're doing. I bet you could pull off something like that. Maybe something stupider. Who knows? And ours is even a little on the ambitious side. A little bit because we've we've done stupid before. We've done stupid we're before. Stupid, stupid. Stupid is our wheelhouse. Admittedly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but if you have if your own stupid that you'd like to share, send send it to derazzledpodcast at gmail.com. Put Willem Dafoe bad art in the subject line, and we'll be more than happy to program you into the festival. More details about when and where the pe- festival will be happening will come out later. Uh, but for now, we're just focusing on getting submissions in. Uh, even if you just want to give us a heads up, like, yeah. hey, we're planning on making something, let us know. That's great information, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about how to make a stupid bad movie. Yeah, we're part of the reason I like this idea is that I want to be able to help people make the thing yes. happen. So if you have a question and I'm able to answer it, I'm more than happy to do so. Hell yeah. Yeah. There, uh, is there a uh, deadline for submissions? I, think I was just going to get to that. Thank you. Uh, yes, deadline for submissions, I believe we said, was June 16th, 2024. Sounds like a real day. I'm, I, that's what I remember us saying the last time we talked about it, but it's been a while. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you got a few months to be able to uh, to do this. Again, any questions, send them our way, derazzledpodcast at gmail.com. We are always happy to engage and uh, answer any questions you might have. Uh, or if you, if email's not your thing, you can always track us down on social media. We are on Twitter and Blue Sky at DRazzledPod, Facebook at DRazzledPodcast, and Instagram and TikTok at DRazzled underscore podcast. Yep. Yep. If you enjoyed this, please rate and review the show everywhere you possibly can. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, Rest in Peace Stitcher, but uh, Podchaser, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. Please rate and review the show so more people can find us and learn about this stupid fucking uh, festival that we're putting yeah. together and come have fun with us. And be, be sure to join us uh, the next time. Where we'll be sure. Or to razzle-dazzle. Razzle-dazzle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>